This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. Family, tonight we are talking about the soundtrack of the beast. The soundtrack of the beast. I was trying to figure out what the Lord wanted me to talk about tonight. And the only scripture that just kept pounding and pounding and pounding in my head was the scripture where it's talking about Peter giving his speech or giving his preaching rather on the day of Pentecost. And it's in Acts chapter two. And so the Holy Ghost comes in like a mighty rushing wind. All of these folks get saved. It's an amazing event. And the Holy Spirit begins to preach through Peter. And one of the things that he says to him or says through him, rather, right at the tail end of this, it says that uh, Peter tells them to save yourselves from this untoward generation. What is an untoward? Untoward means crooked and perverse. Right. So Peter is doing all this preaching and it says in verse 40, Acts chapter two, verse 40. And with many other words, did he testify and exhort saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. And I begin to think about this a lot because we are living in an untoward generation. It's a crooked and a perverse generation. And the thing about this generation is not only do people live this way, but they're becoming very brazen about it. And when you just think about living life in general, you think about significant moments in your life. You think about uh, certain eras that you've been through. Oftentimes, there's a soundtrack to our lives, right? There's a soundtrack to our lives. You think about uh, the certain certain songs that come on. It takes you back to a place. Right. It takes you back to when you were in school. It takes you back to when you went to the to the prom. It takes you back to, you know, sometimes take you back to when you was in the club. It's all these different type of emotions that the music can bring. And so what the devil knows is he knows that the music is powerful and it's one of his biggest tools. Some of his biggest pawns, some of his biggest tools and instruments, his biggest puppets are in the music industry. And tonight I wanna explore this. I wanna explore what I'm calling the soundtrack of the beast, right? Because ultimately we know that where all of this is headed is that there's gonna be a man of sin called the Antichrist, right? The, the lawless one. And in order for him to be ushered in, the people, the public have to be prepared to receive him. And so what the devil is trying to do is he's trying to use music to actually get people uh, in the world and even people in the church, as we're going to see in a moment, to actually receive this Antichrist figure. That Antichrist will ultimately be fully inhabited by Satan. So in essence, Satan is trying to prepare the world to be able to receive him. And don't take my word for it necessarily. It's right there in your Bible Read it all throughout Daniel. Read it all throughout the book of Revelation. Read it all throughout Thessalonians. This is what's happening, right? 
um, and we see it in our culture. But the only people who really are seeing it are those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. And so we're going to explore this tonight. We're going to explore um, the influence of music, because, as I mentioned, there's all sorts of idols in this world. You got political idols, you know, uh, presidents, prime ministers, political figures, religious figures like the Pope, all sorts of political and religious idols. You even have sports idols. You know, you got your Tom Brady's, your Michael Jordan's, your Babe Ruth's, right? Um, these, these great figures. But when you really think about the biggest and most influential idols in the world, right? In my opinion, it's musicians because we can worship all of those other people and all those other genres, actors, actresses, all these other folks, right? And they do get a lot of worship. But it's only through music that you're able to cause people to fall out. Like I've witnessed, you know, Michael Jackson concerts back in the 90s. They would show them on cable TV, people passing out at the Michael Jackson concert. People just ambulances there because there was something powerful about that particular music. Beyonce, you talk about the Beehive or Beehive, whatever it's called. If you say the wrong thing about her, they will come to her defense and avenge her. You know what I mean? If I say, you know, Tom Cruise is is, is not the best actor, nobody's really going to trip too much about that. Somebody might come and disagree, but it's no big deal. But you say something about Beyonce and now it's a national crisis. Right. And so my point is Satan understands this weapon. He understands this tool that he has, because when he was in heaven, as we learned maybe last week, in fact, he was Lucifer, the light bearer. Right. And he was built up of instruments. OK, we read this last week, so I'm not going to go over it again. But he was made of instruments. Right. He, he illuminated. And so this is his wheelhouse. This is the place where he excels. This is this is the thing that he knows in and out. This is literally what he was created to be. Is music. You know what I mean? He, he literally is music because he was made of these components. And so he has these idols, these tools that he puts in front of folks consistently. And most of the time, if somebody's going to be used by him in the industry and, and they're really invested, they got to pay to play because along with that, he's going to reward them with fame, fortune, fans, groupies, money, wealth. In some instances, he's going to reward them. OK, but usually for them to get that reward, they have to be willing to do his bidding. OK, they have to be willing to say the things that he wants them to say. They have to be willing to make sacrifices that he wants them to make. Because what did he say to Jesus when he took Jesus up on the mountain in Matthew chapter four and Luke chapter four? I believe he said all of this can be yours. Referring to all the kingdoms of the world, the Bible says that he took that that Jesus was led led into the wilderness by the spirit of God. OK, he, he fasted for 40 days. He encountered Satan. Satan tried to tempt him. He said, you can turn these stones into bread if you truly are the son of God. He said, you can kill yourself 
if you truly are the son of God, the scripture says that no harm will come upon you. The angels will protect you. Each time Jesus fought him off with the word of God. Satan tried to use the scriptures against Jesus out of context. Jesus fought him back with the scriptures. So now we see how the devil works. He wants to tempt folks. So it says that he took Jesus up to a high place, show him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory therein and said, all of this can be yours if you do what? If you bow down and worship me. Okay. The Bible says, whoever you obey becomes your master. And so for most of these musical celebrities, the ones that are really prominent and famous, at some point they have to do something to humiliate themselves. To humiliate simply means to bring low or to humble themselves, right? In order for him to elevate them. And then he uses them to do his bidding, right? And so what kind of got me thinking about this music was I was watching a guy named Jason Whitlock. He's a sports guy, but he's been moving more into political and social commentary. He's even been taking his faith a little bit more seriously. And uh, so much of his show is not even about sports anymore. A lot of his show now is just about social issues. And he showed this. Uh, he did this particular excerpt where he said, the black culture needs an exorcism. OK, so I want to listen to a little bit of that. Um, <laughs> uh, and I say listen to it because um, a lot of it I can't really show. Right. So uh, what I'm going to actually do is I'm going to show you some still images of the video first. OK, because, <laughs> I mean, these 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 girls on here twerking. Uh, I mean, this ain't nothing we ain't never seen before, but I'm trying to keep it a little bit holy, you know what I mean? Now, I'm sitting here looking at it right now as we speak, you know what I mean? But I'm trying to be respectful to y'all. Um, Because they haven't... Okay. <laughs> uh, they haven't blurred it out. Okay, but you got this, this, this person. I don't even know what her name is. I don't really even think it's that important. But she has this song called BDF. I think it's called Black Daddy Free or Baby Daddy Free. And this is the FNF remix. Now, I can't two out of the three words of FNF. I can't even say, but it stands for the F word, the N word and then free. Basically, meaning that, you know, if it's if it's a guy that's on games, if he's just ain't about nothing if he's wasting my time, if he ain't trying to spend no money, all these different different definitions of what these type of women would call an F boy or an FN. OK, she's saying she's FN free. But this is the remix. Now, let me let me bring this up on the screen real quick. <laughs> Jesus be a fence. <laughs> this is the. um uh, bless the name of Jesus. This is uh, this is all right. Um, the young lady who's singing a song. The name of the song is called BDF, as I mentioned. 
whatever her name is, TNFW Neek. It's way too many letters going on in this whole situation right here. What you see behind her is some arms. That's a young lady behind her that's twerking, right? She's twerking behind her. And that building that you see behind her is a Planned Parenthood. Okay. So you got this, 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 this lady twerking in front of a Planned Parenthood. Okay. Let me go to another clip. I got clicked off of it. So I'll accidentally show y'all the wrong, you know what I'm saying? Show y'all the wrong thing. Twerking on top of a car, by the way. I don't know what the deal with these women and twerking on type on top of cars is. But for some reason, like the most ratchet girls just love twerking on top of cars. I can't explain it. Part of her outfit, but this is about as mild as it gets. So there you see it there. She's in front of a Planned Parenthood. <laughs> so what I'm going to actually do is I'm going to play the song. Now that you have the imagery, I'm going to play the song apart from, apart from uh, showing the visuals. And I got to give a disclaimer because she is saying some really profane words. Going to be some F words, going to be some N words. So if you want to wait about 20 seconds and mute your phone, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be respectful of everybody's faith. Um, but uh, listen to what she's kind of talking about. Look at this video of this female rapper. Hold on, wait. Am I still showing it? No, I'm not showing it. All right. Y'all should be able to hear it, though. <clears throat> okay so she's talking about murder 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 what is she talking about she's talking about an abortion right now of course you know the beat gonna be fire okay you know the production quality gonna be fire you know the video gonna be fire because satan is gonna give them the best because what he's trying to do is he's trying to appeal to the base nature of humanity, right? People in the world call this your lower self. He's trying to get folks to 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 appeal or to 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 do away with any of their inhibitions. And inhibition is basically something that you hold back. And inhibition is kind of like you know what I'm saying, like like I know that this is not right, so I'm gonna hold back. But this woman right here, and a lot of women of her ilk, a lot of the music of our time, right? It's brazen. Meaning that there is no there are no cut cards, no filter whatsoever, just unapologetically ratchet. Right. And this is what we're calling the music of the beast. I'm going to play it a little bit. I don't even really know we need to play that much, to be honest with you. All right. So she say I'm BDF baby daddy free. That mean I ain't got somebody's baby coming out of me in front of the Planned Parenthood talking about abortion. It looks like they're editing it. So I'm going to go ahead and play it through and then I'll talk when it's done. A-B-O-R-T-I-N-G On my way to the clinic I forgot the plan B Let's go Bitch, I got murder on my mind Let's go Bitch, I got murder on my mind Let's go Yeah, bitch, I got murder on my mind Let's go Bitch, I got murder on my mind I forgot the plan B Ain't cuffing me You can't put me on the shelf Bitch, I'm outside with the team All these bitches having babies But that ain't finna be me Said he wanna settle down Selling all these dreams. He got one kid, two 
kit, three kit, four. Bitch, he cheaper by the dozen if it's ass that Vinny Mo. And I'm only 25, still got a couple years to go. I don't old. need a babysitter because this baby got to go. It's a wow. <laughs> now, here's the thing about it, right? Hopefully, y'all could, like, in a good way, in a technical way, hopefully, y'all heard that. In a bad way, it's horrible, right? But point being, um, we don't need to judge the world per se because, you know, we're not necessarily called to judge the world. We're called to lead the world into salvation. Um, so the world is going to be the world, right? It's not like, uh, you know what I mean? It's not like um, we shouldn't expect this, but the reason why this is worth talking about is because when you can have a 25-year-old young lady rap unapologetically about how she's going to get an abortion, she forgot her plan B, ain't no baby daddy coming out of me, all this different type of stuff, and call it murder, okay? This is a snapshot of where we are in society that she feels that she can make this song with no shame, no inhibition, no filter at all. It's just flat out like, boom, this is me. This is what it is. I don't even care. And the thing about it is a lot of these women who go get the abortion have the same mentality as her. You know what I'm saying? It's just that nobody has actually, that I'm aware of, verbalized it on a song the way that this person did. And so there used to be a time where if, if you were going to do something like that, you kept it private. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you weren't bragging about it. You understood that it was sinful. But what's happening there is we have encroachment. Okay? Anytime you're in war, you look at war, you look at a football game, which is just really like a microcosm of war, okay? But thinking about the example of war, somebody has to establish ground. So you establish ground, you take territory, okay? And the vehicle that Satan is using to take this territory is he's taking music. He's using music. The Bible says that Saul was troubled in his spirit. Then it says he called for David to play an instrument, to play some music. And when David played that music, that spirit lifted off of Saul. So if you can play music, and this gets to my question that I'm asking tonight, I want you guys to answer this. Does music have an impact on the way people live or is it just entertainment? Okay. And I ask that question because a lot of folks will tell you that is just simply art imitating life. That is just simply entertainment. You know, the music doesn't doesn't kill anybody. It doesn't shoot anybody. You know, because a lot of times people talk to talk about violence. You know, what I'm saying sexuality and stuff like that. They say that the music is just art. <laughs> and so, under this guise of um, art, right? Uh, we have we have used this excuse of art so much. That it's like anybody can do anything and just call it art. Okay, you walk down the street butt naked and call it art. Okay, uh, you can make a song about 
shooting and killing a million people and call that art. You know what I mean? You make a song like this lady just made and call that art. So this is what we're dealing with. Um, we're dealing with uh, the schemes of Satan where he has these inroads. And as I was going back to the war example, you take territory, right? And then you, 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 you test things to see how far you can get. You know what I mean? And if they give you that ground, if they see that ground, that means that you've taken that. And so in the past, we let, what was the theme last year? The number one song last year was WAP, WAP. Okay, we know what that is. We ain't even going to get into that. But before that, before all of that, it's all it's been songs like this for a long time. But every year it's getting worse and worse and worse to the point where you got this young lady. And if we don't come to, if we don't have some type of revival in this nation, next year you're going to see somebody else come out with something even worse. How you can do that, I don't even know. But the Bible in Romans chapter one talks about inventors of evil. The idea of somebody making this song wasn't even in my frame of reference, right? <laughs> like, I'm just thinking, man, they'd they be making some crazy songs, crazy murder songs, crazy sexual songs. And here she comes, inventor of evil, making a song about abortion. Uh, black daddy free or baby daddy free, whatever it is. Why? Because she herself obviously didn't have a daddy. Okay. She, she, she didn't have a father, right? Clearly, even if she had somebody physically there, he did not father her, right? He did not give her what she needed in order to actually know that there's a such thing as decorum. There's a such thing as class. There's a such thing as having inhibitions, okay? There's a such thing as being dainty, okay? All these words, you say these words, it make you think about like the 1920s. That's how far removed we are from all of this. Demure, you know what I mean? Sensible. We're so far removed from all of this that it seemed foreign. And then when a, when a woman does decide that she wants to be modest and actually, you know, like dress the way that God wants her to dress. They treat that like it, they, they look at that sometimes like she's an alien. You know, everybody else dressing like the women in these videos, you walk outside, you got a nice, nice pastel dress on. <laughs> you know what I mean? They treat you like what the heck is going on here? And so. The soundtrack of the beast, every season of our life has music associated with it. There's even been seasons in my walk where I was going through a tough season and there's certain songs that got me through. But what's happening is Satan, as I mentioned, he wants to appeal to your flesh, which is the nature of the beast. Okay. When the Bible talks about the mark of the beast, that beast word means animal, right? It basically means that you're like an animal. And the difference between an animal and a human is, oh, by the way, I put the link if anybody wants to join in on this discussion. The difference between an animal and a human is the fact that a human is supposed to have a conscience. A human is supposed to be governed by uh, right and wrong. 
whereas an animal literally lives only by its desires. Whatever I can taste, whatever, whatever tastes good, whatever looks good, whatever smells good, whatever sounds good, whatever feels good. That's all an animal cares about. A lot of people think your dog love you. Your dog might love you, but really your dog probably just love the fact that you feed it every day <laughs> or that, you know, you just come in and you pet it. So it's like, I just want to get petted. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe your dog loves you. Who knows? I hope my mom's dog loves me, but if she doesn't, you know what I'm saying? More power to her because it's not about any type of morality with animals. Okay. But with a human, as we talked about in Thursday's Bible study, a human is supposed to um, have the law written on their hearts. Even the Gentiles, AKA non-believers, we all have a conscience. The Bible says that God has written, written it on the hearts of men. He said, this is why some of the behavior of the Gentile nations even testifies to that fact. You know, when things are going the way they're supposed to go and it's not a corrupt civilization, there's certain themes that we just kind of understand throughout civilization because God has written it on the hearts of men. But that conscience, as we talked about Thursday, can get seared with a hot iron and your mind can become reprobate. And when that mind becomes reprobate, now you open up to basically just do whatever you want with no conscience at all. You become unconscionable. So this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the soundtrack of the beast. This is when it's all said and done. Um, and, and, and this era is, is viewed you know what I'm saying? Like, like when, when everything culminates, there's going to be a soundtrack. It's going to be songs like this. It's going to be songs like WAP. It's going to be songs like the uh, Beyonce song that came out recently called Church Girl. Okay. And if you just look at the lyrics to this song, I haven't even seen all the lyrics yet. But if we just look at the lyrics to this song um, that I'm sure many of you have heard about already called Church Girl. By Beyonce. Now, this is not the first wicked song that Beyonce has done. She's done a whole bunch of wicked songs. But the reason why I'm highlighting this song tonight is because this song is supposed to be a reflection of a church girl. She named it Church Girl. So what this is, is this the devil trying to have inroads to the church, the body of Christ conceptually right <laughs> um because he knows beyonce is one of my strongest puppets and if i can get her to make this song if i can get her to to uh do this imagery you know what i'm saying to 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 create this um to create this uh, song okay then i can use her to to snatch souls from the kingdom of God. So look at this. Let's read a few of these lyrics. I've been up. I've been down. Feel like I moved mountains. Got friends that cried fountains. Oh, I'm warming. Excuse me. I'm warning everybody. Soon as I get in this party, I'm going to let off this body. I'm going to love on me. Nobody can judge me. Nobody can judge me but me. I was born free. Now, mind you, this is supposed to be 
the viewpoint. This is supposed to be the viewpoint of a church girl. Okay. She says, nobody can judge me but me. Let me make this a little bit bigger. Nobody can judge me but me. Now, that's not true because <laughs> God is going to judge all of us on the day of judgment. Okay. Um, the Bible even says that believers can judge righteously. It says judge righteous judgment. She says, I was born free. Free, but what type of free? Okay. Free to serve the Lord or free to just do whatever your heart desires, right? So let's keep going. See what type of freedom she's talking about. And here go your church girl. I'll drop it like a thotty. Drop it like a thotty. I said, now pop it like a thotty. Pop it like a thotty. You bad. Woe unto them who call evil good and good evil. I don't even know what some of this stuff is. I don't, really don't even want to repeat it. Me say, now drop it like a thotty. Drop it like a thotty. Church girls acting loose, bad girls acting snotty. Let it go, girl, let it go, girl. Twerk that A like you came up out the South, girl. I said, now drop it like a thotty, drop it like, you know, just, just epic, epic lyricism, right? <laughs> I feel like I done read that about 50 times now. Uh, I said, now drop it like a thotty, drop it like a thotty. Bad girl acting naughty. Church girl, don't hurt nobody. You can be my daddy if you want to. You can be my daddy if, Lord, help me. I don't even like saying these lyrics. You can get it tatted if you, just any anything possible that she can put in this song to snatch so-called church girls away from the faith. She's doing it. Now, conceptually speaking, if you're a church girl, you really shouldn't be listening to Beyonce like that. Beyonce done already told you in another song, she wipes her menstrual stuff with the pages of the Bible. Okay. You don't believe me? Look it up. She already said that in one song. She's already appeared on these album covers. Uh, the, the album cover for this album, she's on a, uh, a pale horse, which alludes to Revelation. OK, because there were the four horses of the apocalypse. Right. I think there was like a red horse, a bl uh, black horse, maybe a green horse and a pale horse. Uh, no, a, a white horse and a pale horse. And um, most of y'all have seen it, so we don't even need to show it per se. Uh, but it's not by accident. That she's being put on all of these horses. Because what's actually happening is she is being used as a Trojan horse, okay, um, to infiltrate church girls. And as I was saying, church girls shouldn't be listening to Beyonce. But the fact of the matter is there are a lot of women that go to church that listen to Beyonce. Now, and, and when I say listen to her, I mean, like, they're fans, <laughs> because the crazy thing about Beyonce is that uh, she had, in my opinion, she has more female fans that idolize her than male fans, right? You know, men think she's attractive. You know, she's, you know, I used to like her in middle school when she first came out, Destiny's Child and all that. And, you know, then she went off, became solo. A lot of guys liked her. Of course, she marries Jay-Z. Now she's in her 40s. But even in her 40s, 
some say she's had some work done, whatever. She still looks good. But the wild thing is the cult-like following that she has is other women. And we got to ask the question, what is it about Beyonce that other women have made her an idol? Like, not just an idol, like, oh, I like her. I love her music. Like, an idol, like, like man, I want to be like her. Don't say anything bad about her or I'm going to come and see about you, right? I'm ready to ride or die for her. What does she embody? What does she symbolize? Let's look at these lyrics. It's going to tell us. She says, you can get it tatted if you want to. You can get it tatted if you want to. Put your lighters in the sky. Get this MF Liddy. She going to shake that A and them pretty Tig O bitties. <laughs> this is... This is like so. I mean, I'm sure with the beat and what they're singing, it probably sounds good. But um, these are some whack lyrics. So get your racks up, get your math up. I'ma back it up, back it, back it up. I'ma bust it, bust it, bust it, bust it up, back it up. I see them. I feel like I'm losing brain cells reading this. I see them gray sweats. I see a blank check. Okay, that's your church girl. What this has to do with church, I've yet to see. Okay. But she wants, she's she's speaking to these idolaters, right? Let me see how much more of this is. I don't know if I need to read this whole song. Let me see what else she's talking about. Okay. Well, I think we read some of this already. Okay. All right. I'm finally on the other side. I finally found the earth to smile. Swimming through the oceans of tears, we cried. You know you got church in the morning, but you're doing God's work. You're going in. She ain't trying to hurt nobody. She is trying to do the best she can, happy on her own with her friends without a man. <clears throat> if you are a quote-unquote church girl, um, understand that you bear the name of Christ. Uh, women who act like this, which unfortunately is a lot of women, they don't have any obligation to a name, right? And by name, I mean a surname. A surname is the name that you get from your father, okay? Your father who represents your identity because the word father means source, so it's where you come from. So the type of women who act like this, women in this woman in this song, they don't have an identity. They don't have a source and they don't have a surname. So because of that, when I make decisions as a woman, I make decisions and I am only responsible for myself. I only have to answer to myself, okay? So I'm free to wear whatever I want. I'm free to do whatever I want. I'm free to live how I want to, just basically what, she, what we just read in these lyrics. <laughs> I'm free to do, do the church girl stuff that Beyonce said in these lyrics because when I go home, I don't have anybody to answer to, okay? I answer to my mom. She's a woman just like me. She probably act like me. 
but I don't have a dad to to discipline me, to chastise me, or who disciplined me or chastised me as a youth to anchor me to say, when you leave out of this house, you represent my surname. See, a man who, who is worth anything, he cares about his surname. There's a guy I listened to, he said, two things you want to protect. You want to protect your seed and your signature, okay? Your signature is a part of your surname, right? And, and there should be some value attributed to that. So when a guy is pursuing a woman, and this is why the woman who made that uh, be daddy free or FM free, whatever. No man is going to attach his surname to that woman. Now, she's an attractive woman. You know, there's a whole bunch of dudes that are asleep with her. You know, if you're in the world, that ain't about nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That ain't nothing to a guy in the world. Um, but to, but as far as marrying her, as far as taking her seriously, she's not a person of integrity or character. So a guy is going to say, I'm going to stay 10,000 miles away from that as far as taking her seriously. Because she doesn't have a certain, it's, it's like she's an alley cat. Like she's just in the streets. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, there's different type of cats. There's a cat that I've been going in my backyard the last couple, uh, last couple of weeks, cut the grass or get something out the shed. And I'm noticing that there's a little gray cat that stays behind my shed. And whenever I go to the back, he runs out and runs to the other yard. So he's between my house and the house right here, which is vacant. And he's I've seen him in, in that house that's vacant a few times. So he's just kind of living out. Now, he would love for me to take him in. <laughs> but nah, bro, or she, he or she, whatever it is, it would love for me to take it in. But it's like, I can't take you in. I don't know how you act. You're feral. You act like a beast. You, you act like an animal. You're not domesticated. Okay. So I don't know. I might take you in. You might start biting me, scratching me. You might have some diseases. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all sorts of crazy stuff dealing with these feral. I'm, I'm from D.C. Certain words I can't say right. Dealing with these feral cats, right? These feral animals that are just out here in the streets. So this particular church girl that Beyonce is trying to um, uh, influence women to women to women to be, they're feral. Okay, they're feral, and unfortunately, they're also fertile. So a lot of these guys end up impregnating these women. They don't give these women their name because a lot of times they care sometimes they give the kids their name sometimes they don't sometimes they're in the kids life sometimes they aren't why because they really don't care about that woman at all in their mind they're saying she doesn't respect herself so why should i respect somebody who doesn't respect themselves right that's the mindset of a guy guys are super logical um, and we're not, most guys are not going to let emotion override logic. Okay. You might do that in your, when you're a teen or in your twenties and you know what I'm saying? Like your hormones are raging and, and you idolize women and you pedestal them. But once you get to like your thirties and forties, like you ain't tripping off none of that. 
you begin to prioritize your signature and your name above all that other extra stuff. So let's go back and finish these lyrics. Once again, anybody want to join in on this discussion about music's influence, you can click the link that I just put in there. So she says, swimming through the oceans of tears, we cried. Oh, wait, I think I read that. I think I read this already. So basically, no, I didn't. Okay, so yeah, so the twerk, the church girl is now twerking in the club. She got to do, God, okay, they say you're doing God's work. Basically by acting like a heathen. She ain't trying to hurt nobody. She trying to do the best she can, happy on her own with her friends without a man. Yeah, okay. I'm warning everybody, soon as I get in this party, I'm going to let go of this body. I'm going to love on me. Nobody can judge me but me. I was born free. So we read, I guess it's the hook. That was the bridge, just the hook. We ain't got to read that again. Last line, bad girls acting raunchy. Church girl don't hurt nobody. Okay, there goes. I guess it's like the hook again. You can be my daddy, blah, 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 blah. Shake that, blah, blah, blah. Must be the cash because it ain't your face. <laughs> Sorry, this is my first time reading it. That was kind of funny. <laughs> so this is alluding to Tip Drill, which, of course, if you my age, Tip Drill back in the 2000s with Nelly, that was that was like our that was cutting edge of its time. Right. So. So anyway, must be the cash because it ain't your face. Must be the cash because it ain't your face. Now do it, baby. Stick it, baby. Do it, baby. Stick it. That's another allusion to an earlier song. This this generation is just so trash because nothing is original. I know I'm just on here venting, but nothing is original. Like very, very, very little is original, right? Most of the, what you see now is like a remix of some old song that somebody else did. Um, And I'm like, people remixing songs of folks that are still alive. You know what I mean? Like, let the folks die. <laughs> and then remix the song. But this generation... Like we said, it's the TikTok generation. Um, they don't know how to do anything original. All they do is just literally mouth what the other person does. But I'm rambling, so let me get on here and see some of y'all's comments. There's just a venting session for me. But I say all of this to say, um, music is the primary tool. It's extremely powerful. Extremely powerful. And Satan knows that. So let's read some of these comments. Be of Good Cheer says, Satan also has a plan for someone's life, but God has the last word. Absolutely. There's always like two paths that we can take. There's two roads, one that leads to destruction, one that leads to righteousness, right? How does God say? He said, behold, I lay before you life and death, death and life. OK, um, choose. So that's where our will comes into it. God gives us a choice. He says, choose. Comment says, sometimes we need to remember that God has a plan for our life during hard during the hard times. Ultimately, God's purposes will prevail. Yeah. Joseph Early says deliverance needed, not exorcism. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Jason, Jason Whitlock, he's uh he's growing in his faith, you know what I mean, uh, from what I can see. Um, 
he doesn't claim to be high and mighty above anybody else, but he's just he's just um, trying to address these issues like we're doing tonight. You know what I mean? Um, but if you're a church girl, don't fall into these traps. Don't fall into these traps. Sister Susan says exorcism is a Roman Catholic expression. Deliverance is deliverance used by Protestant Pentecostal charismatic people. Freedom from demons. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know whether I, how I said uh, exorcism, but I only kind of said exorcism because that's how Whitlock titled his video. He said the black uh, black people need an exorcism. Um, Y'all know me. If I talk about it, I usually say deliverance. Um, <laughs> Golden Nugget says trash. Um, the sad thing is this is the new normal. Well, it is. And that's kind of what I mean when I when I speak about how the devil gains territory. I remember back in like the 90s when rap really started getting out of control. Um, they were talking about it in the courts. There were some people that actually did stand up and they resisted it and they said it's not right to talk about this type of stuff in these songs. It's not right to talk about murder in these songs. And I think one group in particular, I think it was Luke's group down there in Florida, if I'm not mistaken, um, Uncle Luke and the two live crew down there in Florida. They were making songs like WAP before it hit mainstream. OK, and they had the women dancing in the videos and all of that wasn't as bad as today, but it was bad nonetheless and, and radical for its time. Right. And they and they went to court. And some people were like, this is not right. But I believe the outcome was they they marketed it as free speech. And because they called it free speech, they were allowed to continue to make that type of music. And what that did was it actually set the precedent for all of the music that we see today. Because you got, quote unquote, free speech in these songs. So I can talk about anything and call it art. And then people go out and do the exact same thing that I rapped about, but I'm not responsible because it's art. Or they say, well, it, it was already going on and I'm just rapping about reality and what I see around me. But we're in denial if we think that th this type of music doesn't at least exacerbate it. Like it, it, it fuels it, it makes it worse. So this is this has become the new normal. Susan says K-pop music by female artists has a lot of imagery that is suggestive, dark and sometimes comical. The dancing is suggestive, but not as blatant as a song you play for us. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about K-pop. <laughs> I don't know a thing. Uh, except I know it's Korean, but I'm going to take your word for it because the devil want to want to snatch everybody's soul. He don't want to just snatch black people's souls and black music. He he got you got the the metal music with the the white guys into the heavy rock and the metal. Apparently, the K-pop got some crazy stuff going on with it. A lot of the pop music it, that's mainstream got stuff going on with it. You know, think back when Britney Spears came out. She was what in her late teens, maybe maybe sixteen or older. She's in a uh, schoolgirl outfit talking about um, 
Hit Me Baby One More Time, Dancing Sexual, right? That young. And now she's crazy. Christina Aguilera, like a genie in a bottle, got to rub me the right way. That's this for the mainstream. You know, this black folk, we just like we just it's the family. So, so jacked up, <laughs> you know what I mean? And we just say the most ratchet stuff. But the other races do the crazy stuff just like, you know, because sin is sin. Sin ain't trying to attack a certain type of person. It's just trying to kill everybody it can. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life. OK, first, he said the thief referencing the devil comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But he said, I've come that they might have life and that much more abundant. So if we want to live. We got to choose Jesus. We got to choose his ways. She was singing her truth. Well, you know what? That that probably is her truth. It's just amazing how brazen she can be about it. K-pop also influences many follow style. Production, promotions, clothes, drinks, perfumes. We are affected by their fashion to be consumers. Yeah, that K-pop stuff, I know it's popular. I do know that. Like, I mean, you got you got folks here that listen to K-pop. I'm talking about like, like black girls in their teens listen to K-pop, like these Korean heartthrobs. Um, just boy bands, just like we got boy bands. B says rebelliousness always pushes the limits. It does. Sister Stacy says music is a language that strongly influences the culture. It definitely does. Yeah, we have to have self-control. Pat says, all I see is a black screen, Brother Greg. I don't know. Hopefully y'all can still see me. Um, that was probably a moment ago. Susan says, lack of censorship, but do you remember murder on the dance floor? Expressions of pain have always been in songs. 1920s was not demure, times of abandon and lasciviousness just before depression years. I can believe it. You know, I can believe. I mean, look, listen, this is what we got to understand about humanity. We got four people in and somebody already got murdered. Right. So humanity has always been jacked up. Soon as the fall happened with Adam and Eve, it was a wrap. So you get Cain and they, uh, yeah, my bad. You get Cain and Abel. Abel offers God a worthy sacrifice. Cain offers God a fleshly based sacrifice. Cain was a tiller of the ground. Right. What that means spiritually is that he was he was like earthly. He was fleshly. And the sacrifice that he did, paying more attention to the earth, right? He offered God a, a sacrifice that wasn't sufficient. Cain did. And he was, he was, he represented that beastly base nature. And so God told him, I accept Abel's sacrifice. His sacrifice is better than yours, Cain. And Cain didn't like that. So we only four characters into humanity Cain kills his brother Abel 
Why? Because he responded not from his conscience and not from whatever God had placed in him of right and wrong, but he responded from his base nature. He responded from feelings, emotions. He responded from jealousy. Because what he effectively knew was this guy is better than me because he actually has value and ethics. And so God said, Abel's blood cries out from the ground. And that's how it's going to be in the end times, right? When the spirit of the Antichrist does become at the forefront, or let me say, when, like, when the Antichrist becomes at the forefront and he has all of his minions, the people that they're going to hate are the Christians because the Christians are going to be the last uh, remnant of a conscience. They're going to be the last remnant of people who actually believe in the concept of right and wrong. Because as we talk about on here often, this, the religion of the Antichrist is going to be the religion of tolerance, meaning that we tolerate everything except people who don't tolerate everything, i.e. the Christians. So you, Christian, you're in a way of me dressing the way I want to dress. You're in a way of me acting like an animal. You're in a way of me going to get an abortion. I come and get my abortion. You protesting at the building. I wanted to do this with a clear conscience. You are an indictment on my conscience. So the spirit of Cain, which is a spirit of jealousy, it's a spirit that's not willing to, to give a worthy sacrifice to God because it will rather do its own thing. That spirit is going to rise up against the, the believers. And it will kill many of those believers, which it says in Revelation, they will become martyrs. Those believers that are killed in Revelation, in the book of Revelation, it says that they are like standing before the Lord. They have been beheaded and they're talking to the Lord. When are you going to avenge us? When are you going to avenge them for beheading us and doing the things that they did? There's two witnesses that get killed, that show up in the end times in Revelation. They get killed off. And everybody celebrates when they get killed off. So um, point being, nobody wants any light when they're embracing darkness. Everything goes down in the dark. You know, when you when the club cut them lights on, that means it's time to go home. <laughs> like when we clubbing, we need some dark up in here. As soon as you cut them lights off, oh, it's closing time, right? You in the dark, somebody cut the light on, that hurts your eyes. That hurts you. You don't want that, okay? When you're in darkness, your eyes can become adjusted to that darkness, right? You ever be in the dark and it's like, first it just seemed dark, but then after a while, you just kind of, you're able to navigate or you know where your refrigerator is, you know where the bed is, all this different type of stuff. People can become acclimated to darkness and that's not just a physical thing that's spiritually spiritually people become adjusted to darkness 
So when you come and you street preaching and you saying all this extra type of stuff about how I need to get saved and I need to repent and all of that, you messing up my soundtrack of the beast because the messaging that's in the beast is telling me that I can be a church girl and I can go to the club on Saturday, wear the same, well, I don't know if they wearing the same dress, but I can go to the club on Saturday, pop up in the church on Sunday and have a clear conscience about it. When somebody shares the gospel, that's like scratching the record. You ever be grooving in the record and then the DJs scratch the record and mess it up by accident? Or, you know, like in the movie House Party, they had the record on wax and somebody bumped into it and Martin was like, stop bumping into it. Stop bumping into my soundtrack. I'm trying to listen to my WAP. I'm trying to listen to my, my song about my dead ops. I'm trying to listen to my song about going to get my abortion. You and your self-righteousness, that's what they would call it, are messing up my freedom. And as a believer, you become the bad guy. And that's that's where we are. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just what it is. Um, yeah. Sister Pat says, this must be the lukewarm version of church girl, because this isn't the representation of God's daughters. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one thing I noticed about um, women of God, the women of God, I know, you know what I mean? Most of y'all carry themselves bearing the name of Christ. And this gets back to what I was talking about, the surname. When we get saved, the Bible says we gain the spirit of adoption. That means that God becomes our father. We call him Abba Father. And at that point, I'm not going to say your earthly dad becomes irrelevant. <laughs> but at that point, God is your father. And even if you didn't have a dad growing up, you now have one because God has embraced you as his son or his daughter. So now you'll notice with women of God, it'll happen over time through sanctification. They begin to carry themselves. And they begin to make decisions based on the fact that I have a, a father, I have a family, and I have a name that I bear. I'm an ambassador for Christ. So I bear the name of the kingdom, right? I represent God. I represent Christ. So when I walk out this house, I can't look like the little baby daddy girl. I got to look like a woman of God. And it's not the fear of what well, the fear of God is beginning the wisdom, but it's not usually the fear of God that brings this decision. What it really is, is the love of God, because when God pours that love into a woman and she receives true love, genuine love, the love that she reciprocates back to Christ, because the Bible say we love him because he first loved us. The love that she's reciprocating back to him. And she says, okay, Lord, however you want me to represent you as a woman, that's how I'm going to represent you. Okay. She actually allows him to, to Lord, to be owner over her life. And she submits to God. In the world, they tell you, if you submit to anything, you basically a punk. You're, you're a sheeple, something like that. But we as believers, we got to say, listen, 
I don't care what you say about me. I know who Jesus is for me. I know that he died for me, so I'm going to live for him. And that's just what it boils down to. So, yeah, I agree. Um, the song Church Girl, any church girl who actually listens to it is probably lukewarm or a babe or something like that. But that doesn't mean Satan's not going to try, right? Uh, Joseph said, I should redact these lyrics before posting. Sorry about that, brother. I, just, I mean, I uh, I should have known it was going to be bad. <clears throat> but, um, you know what I'm saying? It ain't, ain't nothing we ain't heard before. Um, so Ashkenazi says, we must always keep in mind that Beyonce's church is the church of Satan, not to be confused with our creator, God. Hard to wrap one's brain around, I know. Well, it, it definitely is a church of Satan. I definitely know that. Um, and we know she doesn't represent, you know, the church. But like I said, they'll they'll try to snatch and encroach wherever they can snatch and encroach. Joseph Early says, back then, Al and Tipper Gore were, quote, evangelicals. Yeah. Ashkenazi says, from 89 to 91, I was a legal sec, I guess, secretary to a lady attorney at the One Music LA law firm. I was 32 at the time. Lady Addie asked me what I think of rap music. I laughed and said it will be it will last only a few years. <laughs> Can't listen to the radio anymore. Hardly. I love my playlists and CDs like disco. She disagreed with me saying, no, it's going to be around for a long time. I thought to myself, how does she know that? And I'm still reading Ashkenazi's comment. Little did I know. Lady Addie was big Illuminati, Harvard undergrad, Stanford Law School, half black, half Japanese. Later, I realized she went to work for George Lucas as Skywalker Studios legal department. She was the head of legal department. Lucas likely, oop, I don't know what I did. Lucas likely paid her $2 million a year. Well, I was laughing because you were wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, that that rap music um, kind of started this hip hop, which if you talk to these hip hop aficionados, they will tell you it's a religion. And, uh, you know, it kind of started off as like this funky expression of young people up there in New York they express themselves through dance, through graffiti, and through music. You know, I think somebody was just playing music, and then one day somebody started, like, talking over it, and that's kind of how it was birthed. And they would have these type of parties. And it was based kind of out of some rebellion because you kind of had this, like I said, the graffiti, the different type of look. Every young generation rebels, right? Um, but it's birthed out of this rebellion. And then from there, it kind of spawned off. Uh, rap is kind of like an offshoot. And then it became, so in the hip hop, they started battling. Like, hey, yo, I'm a better rapper than you. Then 
somewhere somebody was like, oh, well, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> and so now it's like, well, I'm going to shoot you and I'm going to kill you. And it just kind of evolved that way because of that seed. I believe that God is going to attack this soundtrack of the beast with his own soundtrack through his own music. You know, I know a lot of people don't don't embrace uh, Christian rap and stuff like that, but I believe Christian rap is an instrument. Do some people use it for the wrong reasons? Yeah. A lot of people just use it because they want to rap, but they, they feel obligated to be a Christian. So they like, oh, I'm just going to Christian rap. But I do believe that there's people who have been called uh, like myself. And it's just like the church. It's just like the church is on the street corner, you know, on it, on the street corner where, where I live, there's a whole, like a church literally on like every other corner where I grew up. And some of the pastors were called and some of them weren't right. It's just as simple as that. Some, some were called by God, some called themselves. So when we talk about like false Christian rappers or something, to me, it's the same thing as preachers because you're still sending a message or expressing something or hopefully sharing the gospel, but some are of God and some are not. Um, But a lot of this generation is so used to hearing this genre of music that I believe God is saying, at least in the beginning, some folks need to hear this because they don't have any other way to, to, to hear. There's teachers that teach their lessons with rap songs because the music is so ingrained in these students that it's like, all right, well, the best, the easiest way for them to get it is through a song. So God knows how powerful music is just as much as the devil does. And God can beat the devil at his own game. And so he's using people to do that. Um, but that's what it is. Glean from his word says, I haven't even listened to it. I can't tell you anything about it. Some things I know I'm sensitive to spiritually. So I try not to look or listen to. It's a good strategy. Ashkenazi says, my point is rap music was, is a part of the Illuminati plan which explains how she knew it would be around for a couple of decades and dying and, and dying out like disco did. So I'm assuming you mean, and not dying out like disco did. I can certainly see that, you know, um, it's a powerful genre. Um, the beats, the instrumentals, you know, they kind of, it's a sound that really kind of gets you moving. That's a good question, though. Why did disco die out? Why did, you know, like that type of music like Elvis Presley or um, Little Richard, why did that type of music die out? But rap music stayed and evolved. It's a good point. Um, yeah. So listen, God is good. Um, like I said in the beginning, Every era of your life, you know, we associate music with it. We associate it. Um, songs you listen to in high school, uh, songs you hear, it takes you back to when you were on a trip. You know what I'm saying? Any type of thing. And so what the devil is doing is he's he is creating a soundtrack 
that's designed to stimulate and appeal to your base lower level as a human. His ultimate goal in humans is to get them to live solely by their own desires. The Bible calls this loving pleasure more than being lovers of God. Uh, for which, by the way, it says that uh, he will give you a um, strong delusion. God will. Meaning that by that point, you won't even really be able to to perceive what's true and what's not, what's right and what's wrong. Because they chose to be lovers of pleasure, a.k.a. desires, more than lovers of God. All I can say is spread the gospel. Don't fall for this. If you are a girl and you're in church, you need to stay a thousand miles away from that type of song. But we do need to get back to a place of righteousness. And one of the points that Jason Whitlock made in his talk was he explained that the black community in particular has been convinced that there's more value in political power than spiritual. And by spiritual, I mean, Christianity, spiritual power. So what's happened is, and I'm not trying to get too political, <laughs> but black people statistically vote about 90% Democrat and the Democratic Party, um, they're the ones that support abortion. I'm not saying everybody in the Democratic Party supports abortion, but what I'm saying is one of the main agendas of the Democratic Party is abortion, is LGBTQ transgender rights, uh, so-called rights and agendas, right? It seemed like the most wicked stuff drug you illicit drug use is associated with that liberal party because liberal means free but they're not liberating you to be free to serve god which is what christ does for us they're quote unquote liberating you to do whatever you want so like i said i'm not trying to get too political and all of that you know i'm not even saying that the uh you know, the Republicans or the conservatives are squeaky clean or anything like that. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I think they're way squeaky cleaner, way more squeaky clean than Democrats because um, they're not pushing all the stuff I just mentioned. But that being said, you know, black people have aligned themselves with that party. And it's giving them a, so, a, a feeling of freedom to where, okay, back in the day when my great-great-grandmother was a woman and she got pregnant, she had to go down south for a little while or go up north for a little while, quote-unquote, and have the baby and come back years later because there was so much shame associated with that. But now this political party is telling me I can just go and kill it. Or I can just have it and I ain't even got to marry the dude. Like if back in the day, if the woman got pregnant, there was a father. He had a shotgun. He said, my daughter just ain't no whore that you just want to knock up. So you need to marry her, <laughs> you know? And a lot of people say them shotgun marriages weren't good because 
you know, because of how they were started. But to be honest with you, I'd rather have that than to have what we have today. Okay, which is a lot of fatherless men and women running around, fatherless women like that woman from that video and these fatherless dudes that are out here shooting and killing everybody because they're emotional like their moms and they don't have any identity. I take the shotgun dad over that. You know what I mean? I take I take the shame of the mourner's bench because what it does, it 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 calms all that down. Like I said, people are going to be sinful regardless. But what that does is it puts another another uh, barrier in your conscience, another another wall of defense in your conscience to say, before I make this decision, I need to at least think twice. Or I saw what happened when that person did it, so let me not do it so I don't end up like them. And now being, quote unquote, liberal and free. Okay, I can I can do whatever I want. I can smoke weed, get high all day. I can smoke crack. They can give me a safe smoking kit so that I don't get no disease when I smoke my crack or heroin. Um, you know, I can just get the government to pay for all my kids. All these different type of things. All because of the quest for power politically instead of just going to Christ and saying, let me gain my power spiritually. And do it God's way. That's where we are. All we can do is just spread the gospel. Hope folks live right. Here's a comment I want to read. One last comment. All political parties are part of the Hegelian dialect, meaning they both are working toward the same goals, pretending to be adversaries having different agendas for the non-Masonic population. I can believe that. I can believe that. Um, I do pay a lot more attention to politics these days, so I'm, I'm like really in tune with a lot of what's going on. Um, a part of it for me is kind of entertaining, to be honest with you. It's kind of like, that's like my, um, you know, folks watch House of Cards and that's their little political show. Like real life is my political show. Um, you know, like I said, keeping up with these little fake gangsters or what well, not, nah, they real gangsters. <laughs> keeping up with these gangsters, that's like my version of the wire. I just like to watch real life more than fantasy. But I could certainly believe that in the in the grand scheme of things. I don't think everybody in the parties really knows that, but that's just how it is. Um I know I said one last comment. The Bible says people will lack natural human affection. Yeah. The love of many shall wax cold. You can't have any love if you are calling abortion murder and making a song about it. By that point, you just all the way out there, <laughs> all the way out there. But I belabored that point. So I'm going to go ahead and sign off for tonight. Listen, family, I thank y'all for hanging out with me a little bit. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. Don't let the soundtrack of the beast be your soundtrack. Let the let, let psalms and hymns and spiritual songs make a melody in your heart. Let that be your soundtrack, even in this dark world that we live in, because that's God's will for us. So listen, I thank y'all. I appreciate it. Um, God is good. Any announcements, I'll make them on Thursday or whenever the next time I come on. That's all I have in this Solid Talk family. You all take care and be blessed. 
Culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect I keep it solid I'm dropping knowledge Wisdom understanding just like you done went to college Devil know we working His goal is to try to stop it Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it Controversial topics just to keep it honest Truth hit hard just like it's a blunt object Culture living godless I can't even call it We in the last days Babylon is falling don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Let's walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only around the shell We say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages, the blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases. I pleaded and believe it, so it covers all my bases. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity. Social media, nothing more than narcissistic vanity. PC culture on a mission, and they try to cancel me, but I know Jesus gonna. Keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty No I can't handle me Not where I wanna be But best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit Main event and slambery So I need them every day This daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron So I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here But guarantee the link in heaven The born again and righteous Are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith And be amongst the saints When they step in